Hey listeners, it's Brian. Before the show starts, I just wanted to let you know that you can now chat with us, other horror fans, and fans of the show on our Discord server. I had no idea what Discord was until our awesome listener Blake helped us start a Discord server. And it's kind of like a chat room website or app. That's kind of underselling it, but it's a really easy way to chat with people. We've got a nice little group of people going, and we're just chatting about horror movies, movies in general, etc. It's actually a lot of fun, and the Discord app is really slick. It's a lot more conversational than Facebook or Twitter, and it's easier to use, too. So if you want to join, I've got the link posted on our Facebook and Twitter pages, and I'll try to get it up on our website, too. I'm also going to read it out loud right now like a 70-year-old would do. It's https colon forward slash forward slash discord dot gg forward slash h capital F k capital U capital J 8. So you can just type that into your browser or just find the link on our social media pages and you'll join our little group. So if you really need to talk to somebody about how we felt about today's movie, come on over and join us on Discord. And thanks again to Blake for helping us out. Talk to you later, guys. Hey there listeners, welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I'm on the phone with Brian, and this week we're going to be reviewing the 2017 horror movie It, directed by Andy Muschietti and starring Jaden Martell, Bill Skarsgård, Jeremy Ray Taylor, Sophia Lillis, and Finn Wolfhard. This is a movie about a Stephen King book, uh, which is about an evil clown that terrorizes the small town of Derry, Maine. Uh, and we picked this one because the sequel will be coming out in just a few weeks, and we wanted to remind ourselves uh, what the original was like and if we liked it or not, and uh, just get everyone ready for the the big release in the next few weeks. Um, Brian, are you pretty excited to see the new it? I am, man. I'm. Not, I was excited, uh, kind of, and was kind of forgetting about it. But now I'm really excited after watching this again. I know nothing like watching like the uh, the prequel before a sequel comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, and how how high was this on your 2019 horror film uh, list in terms of the ones you're most excited about? I feel like it was probably number three under Midsommar and Us. Yeah, I would, I would put these three in that. I, I think I had those three in the same group at varying levels yeah. in different parts of the year. Yeah, same. But th- this is like the second Stephen King movie to be coming out this year, right? Oh yeah, I guess so. Pet Cemetery, and and I think on like one of the last ones you were saying, The Shining. There's a remake of The Shining happening. Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. I can't remember when that's going to be released. I think it's this year though. It's called Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a huge year for Stephen King then. Yeah, I mean, we're many people think we're in the middle of a Stephen King resurgence, and I think that's probably true. There's a Creepshow TV series coming out on Shutter. Yeah. That that wasn't based on uh, maybe it was, some of it was based on short stories, but he he um, he did the screenplay for that movie. Oh, okay. So right. he's not involved in the show, but you know, kind of in the spirit of Stephen King. Yeah, I really do feel like we're in the middle of a, a Stephen King like up up and like a recurring. Uh, what would you call it? 
resurgence. A resurgence of Stephen King. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got, uh, uh, like, the last few years, I, I think Gerald's, Gerald's Game came out a few years ago. Yep. Uh, yeah. What, what else were the big ones that, uh, that he's had? Pet Cemetery. Carrie was a few years ago, right? Yeah, that was quite a few years ago now. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there's another one or two that I can't remember. Yeah, and also I think you and I have been kind of catching up on a lot of Stephen King stuff, like Misery and The Shining. Um, yeah, that's true. A few other ones. Yeah, he's, he's a good writer. And did you ever see the miniseries uh, It back in the 90s? I did. Did you? Uh, I think back in the 90s I saw it. I, I haven't seen it recently. Do you know even, like, have you seen it recently or wh- where you could find it? I haven't seen it recently, no. I imagine you can probably rent it Yeah. on, on VOD or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. For some reason, I thought miniseries didn't um, translate over into the digital age. I thought those stayed behind in the 90s, but you're probably Yeah, right. it's a little confusing. I'm pretty sure most of them are still available, though, just like a movie would be. Yeah, I would totally watch that again. Um, it didn't have great reviews, though, right? Like, outside of Tim Curry's performance? Yeah, it got mixed reviews. Some people really like it, and some people think it's pretty dumb. Hey, why was it called a miniseries? Because, I mean, today you watch all these shows like Stranger Things and stuff, which are basically, you know, 10-episode shows. What's the difference between a 10-episode show versus a miniseries? Those miniseries, I think, it and The Shining, um, the Shining miniseries that they did in the 90s, I think there were, like, three episodes, or three or four of, like, an hour-long oh, okay. episode. So it's it's really short in terms of episodes. Got it. Okay, so less less than five, and uh, yeah, I guess with those, like those are definitely movies that they just broke up into like two or three parts. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Um. So this this movie came out in 2017, and I couldn't believe how successful it was. Apparently, this is the highest grossing R-rated horror film of all time. Is that is that still yeah, true? Yeah, and that's. You know, I could have sworn we read about some movie that beat it. Oh, maybe Us? I forgot to check what Us was. Mm. Um, and that was unadjusted for inflation. So right. it's got the advantage of money being like, oh, I don't even know how to word it. Ticket but, prices being you know. right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you kind of have to take that with a bit of a grain of salt, but it is still a huge success. It made $700 million yeah. at the box office internationally. Right, on a budget of like $35 million. And it also like got a lot of acclaim yeah. and awards, uh, both like domestically and internationally, I think. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so that return is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's got to be one of the most profitable movies of all time. I know. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, especially given you know the book and everything. Um, I, 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 it's just surprising. Like given all the other horror movies that have come out in the meantime, why this one was so success- successful? Um, I think it was like a September that it came out or something. So I'm, I'm not even sure if it fully capitalized on the Halloween time horror film uh, thing or not. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say what what makes that perfect storm happen and makes so many people see a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the... But it didn't have any big-name actors or anything? Right. No. I think uh, I think it's, like, part, like, the nostalgia. People remember the miniseries, remember the book. This is something that, like, goes back... I think back, so, too. Yeah. Goes back to the 80s. And then I, I remember the trailers were, like, really good with uh, this guy, um, Bill Skarsgård, as uh, Pennywise the clown. And uh, Yeah, and clowns, like, horrifying clowns are pretty compelling. Yeah. That is... Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably all those things together made this huge. 
Um, yeah. This this director, he did Mama. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, I did. I really liked that one. I feel like you and I may have watched that together in person. Oh, cool. One of those rare ones. Way back in the day? Yeah. That was. I thought that was a great movie. That was a really great movie, yeah. And so actually, this dude, Andy Muschietti, is directing It Chapter 2 as well, and Jessica Chastain is in It Chapter 2, and she was in Mama as well. Oh, yeah, she was the, the d- adopted mother. The mother. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm really excited to see her uh, back on the screen. Hey, did you see any previews yet for It Chapter 2? I have not watched. I do not plan to. It sounds like the trailer is pretty great, though. Yeah, the trailers are awesome. I, I'm surprised. Uh, I feel like the last few movies I've gone to see in theaters have had it, and it's a pretty like long trailer, and it's uh, it's just like one scene, uh, but it's it's pretty good actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't. Uh, oh, you know what? I maybe saw like the. I don't think I saw the full one. I saw a little bit of one where Jessica Chastain is sitting down with an old woman. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. And I do this is embarrassing. I can't remember if I've admitted this on the podcast or not yet, but I've been closing my eyes in the theater when the <laughs> when a horror movie trailer comes on just because I don't want anything revealed. <laughs> just in general. I, I thought you posted uh, on Facebook the the clip of the trailer of this one. I did for for everyone else's benefit. <laughs> I grabbed the link and plop it there without actually watching it. <laughs> without me watching it, people commented on it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. So excited. <laughs> uh, I saw they tried to get uh, Tim Curry from the miniseries to actually play Pennywise in this version, but uh, it sounds like he turned it down, which that would have been cool. I haven't seen him in a while, have you? Um, no, I haven't seen him in anything in a while either. Yeah, it would have been cool, but I'm I'm glad he passed the torch. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, it's good to get a fresh face in here. What would you say your top uh, Stephen King movies are? Oh boy, you know, I guess I have to spoil the way I feel about this movie, but this might be one of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard not um, to put this up there. Yeah, Child's Play. Um, what? Oh my gosh, did I say Child's Play? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> Total brain fart. Oh, you, be, you like mean Vincent Price, looking... right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude! Um, the Shining. Oh yeah, The Shining. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I thought you were gonna say was your favorite. Yeah, and I actually think Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that's another strong one for sure. Yeah. Um, one that um, some of his other stuff isn't. I don't like absolutely love it. Yeah, I know. Especially like but I f- it was good. I mean, Misery was really good. Yeah, Misery was good. I feel like there was a, a string of movies in the '80s like Cujo and. Um, I never saw the Children of the Corn and stuff, but those just kind of, I don't know if it was the 80s or whatever, but I feel like those films just weren't executed very well. Yeah. That's impressive. I can't remember. Was was Children of the Corn Stephen King? It was, yeah, but I don't think I ever saw it. Okay. I did see that. I, it was fine. It was fine. Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe I take that yeah. back. Um, I really did like The Mist that came out uh, a few years ago. Did you see that one? Oh, yeah. That one is good. Yeah. I, I like these new treatments of his movies. I, th- I think they're doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, they've been good. I I know a lot of people didn't, but you and I both really liked Pet Cemetery. Oh yeah, right. Hey, uh, did you see the new Carrie? I did, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one either. Oh, okay, yeah, I wonder how that is. Um, also this uh the guy who wrote the screenplay here. I guess it was written by three people, but uh Gary Dalberman, he did. We were just talking about him because he did the Nun and all the Annabelle movies. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. This guy makes a lot of money for Hollywood. Yeah, I know. He's like all over the place on these horror films. Those are like some of the big yeah, ones. Yeah, because all those movies made a lot of money too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't see, I, I didn't really understand uh, what was going on here, but it sounds like there were three or four different writers along the way and uh, directors that came in. Yeah, that's an interesting, having never really written anything, that's an interesting process for me to try to envision, like writing something with three other people. Yeah, I know. Or like picking up some, picking up someone's work and trying to finish it. Yeah, I mean, and it came together really well. It's a very cohesive script, and I think it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel like uh, it, it was like destroying or anything going through it, so it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, speaking of people who wrote or directed it, uh, they did want, it, it sounded like the Duffer brothers, uh, the guys behind Stranger Things tried to do it. And I, and I remember, uh, the first time I saw this movie in theaters thinking that like, this was basically Stranger Things, but like as a movie, which have you yep. seen any of the Stranger Things yet? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen it all. It, it's so like a uh, similar, right? It's like these kids in the eighties fighting monsters. Yeah, it really captures the same vibe, and I think Stranger Things is almost like an homage to Stephen King. It's a, it's got a very Stephen King feel with like a bunch of kids taking on some evil that the adults don't seem to understand. There's always like a bully. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that those movies are kind of copying Stephen King's format, and this movie comes out, uh, kind of nailing it. Yeah, um, yeah, and even uh, what's his name, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, He's Mike from Stranger Things. Who yeah, plays yeah. Richie in this movie. Yeah, he was a lot of fun to watch in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was good in this. Any other facts or things that jumped out to you in the making of this, the story? Um, nothing too crazy. Um, I don't know if you remember this in the news, but about a year before this movie came out, there was a wave of clown sightings like, uh, yeah, throughout I do remember that. the mm-hmm. U.S. and I think even in Europe a little bit. Right. Um, and there are just like, you can look on the Wikipedia page or any article about it. That's just like every state had issues almost. Yeah. Was um, it, was it connected to this movie? Cause I feel like it all like just went away after this movie came out. I don't think it was. I think it was just that a small group of people was doing it in like South Carolina and it hit the news and then there were just a bunch of copycats. Oh, is what I could gather. It seems like no one really understood what was going on. Yeah, just right now. Uh, they were all, none of them were like interconnected or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. But, um, and no, no actual Ohio like, spe- oh, no, oh, actual, like, no actual like crimes took place or anything, right? It was just clowns hanging out. Some, some did actually. Um, like in different towns across Ohio, someone saw a clown holding a kitchen knife. That uh-huh. it's not a crime, but ominous. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, there was a clown that stepped onto a woman's front porch and assaulted her. He started choking her. Holy shit. In Ohio? Yeah. I can't remember what town. And then he said something about like the student sent teachers at the local high school are going to wish they had never been born. So they closed the school and I think a few other schools in the area. Wow. Oh my so, God. It was legit. This is like in 2017? 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, those clown sightings, man. That, that's pretty scary. What, what would you do if you saw a clown on the street? I would run. <laughs> you wouldn't ask it to like, do a magic trick or something? <laughs> I, it depends on the setting and what he was holding. Yeah, <laughs> what's in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Good, good relevant connection to Ohio. Yeah, there it is. 
Yeah. Other than that, I don't really have too much else. I mean, the there's a ton of background information on this movie, but it was, it was too much. Yeah, and and sorry, did, did you read the book ever? I never did. Did you? I remember. I think at one point you said you used to sneak peeks at it because your brother had it. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Um, no, it was it was way too big of a book. I couldn't couldn't read it. <laughs> But I, you know, after seeing this again, and you know the second one movie coming out, I'm intrigued. But yeah, it's a long book, and I heard like the second half gets like super um, uh, out there in terms of like very abstract, and it's like kind of other dimensional. So I don't know. That, that part seems kind of weird. Yeah, I feel like there might even be like a sex scene amongst the kids. Oh yeah, right. Like down while they're in the caves or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty dark. Yeah, but I feel like it would be a good book to uh, like bring to the beach some vacation or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, <laughs> that'll brighten up any vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man, let's go on vacation together. Yeah. <laughs> for, for our next book club. <laughs> cool. All right, so we'll, uh, should we take a break and then uh, talk about our reviews and the plot and spoil the film? Yep, let's do it. All right. Uh, I got. I, I think I hear something coming from the bathroom, so I'm just gonna go take a quick look there. Uh, I'll be back in two minutes. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right, Brian, I'm back. Yeah, everything okay in the bathroom? Yeah, there's this noise coming from the sink, and I want to put my ear to it. It was the kids downstairs that were farting upwards into it, so I had these <laughs> fart noises coming out of my sink. It was kind of weird. <laughs> you, ever, you ever do that to your neighbors? No, I've never upward farted a neighbor. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a common prank here in Chicago. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. <laughs> so uh, this movie... Uh, it starts off on a, a pretty rainy day. Uh, we're introduced to Bill, um, who's a young middle schooler, and his little six-year-old brother, Georgie. Bill is making him a paper boat that Georgie wants to go outside and play with in the rain. Uh, Georgie goes out there and puts the boat in the water, and then it boat goes in the water, and then it goes down a drain. And when Georgie goes to get the boat, there's a clown hanging out in the drain. And this clown says his name is Pennywise. Uh, he's the dancing clown. And he basically tricks Georgie into reaching his hand into the sewer and then bites his arm off. And uh, Georgie, you don't see him anymore. You just see a pool of blood. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of induced to Pennywise right off the bat. What, what did you think? Because it's like this is the first time we see him. What, what were your thoughts? I remember the first time I saw this being kind of in shock that that was like the first introduction to Pennywise, him biting off a six-year-old's arm and seeing the blood squirting out of this kid's arm as he tries to crawl away. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Pretty aggressive right in the beginning, like within five minutes of the movie starting. Yeah, kind of let you know it wasn't really messing around. Yeah. And uh, even the way, like, he's uh, shown, like, first I think his eyes open and, like, you see in this dark sewer uh, these yellow eyes and they kind of, like, come up and he's this clown and the way he talks and everything, it just, like, set him up as, like, such a creepy presence. Yeah. He's creepy, that's for sure. And and then and then when he bites, like, I guess, like, this uh, these teeth, like, this row of, like, jagged teeth come out and like bite which is pretty crazy yeah his mouth like his jaw unhinges basically yeah yeah crazy scene 
Um, but I thought, you know, also it's it a really good use of colors because here we uh, see Georgie's raincoat is like a, a bright yellow. Um, and we also see the red balloon, I think, that uh, the, the clown's holding that you see later on in the movie. And for some reason, like those, uh, I feel like those colors really stick with you throughout the film. I, I think those are yeah. like constantly thrown back to. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then, so then uh, the movie jumps like a year later. It's uh, the following summer. So Bill's hanging out with his friends at school. School just let out. They call themselves a loser club. There's uh, like four or five of them. Um, Bill's convinced that his brother might still be alive somewhere. And you get the feeling that, you know, he's still been kind of like looking for him and searching for his brother because they never found the body. And so him and his friends go to the Barrens, which are this place where like all the sewer drains end up. And they're searching around there. Uh, one of the times while they're out there, this new kid who joined the school named Ben is being chased by these bullies, uh, one bully in particular named Henry, and uh, he runs into them hanging out by the barons, and uh, the kids kind of protect him or hide him, and so they become friends, and then uh, while talking to Ben, um, he informs them that in Derry, every 27 years, uh, some tragedies have happened. He's, he's, he's like this new kid, so he spent a lot of time at the library reading books, and uh, every 27 years, there's some tragedy that's happened or children go disappearing or like there's some attack. Um, and it kind of lays the groundwork that like this town is spirited. I don't know if they ever get into too much of a definition, do they? No, it's just basically that the, the clown or the town is cursed. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought that's very similar to like a lot of other Stephen King's movies like The Shining or uh, Pet Cemetery. They never really try to like explain really like why things are happening, but like you'll know like things have happened in the past. Is that is that fair? Yeah, yeah. I think I like it. And I think some of the sometimes they go into more explanations in the book than they do in the movies. Yeah, like yeah, I think the Wendigo might be a bigger deal in the books for Pet Cemetery. I can't oh. say for sure because I've never read that. But but yeah, we've talked about that before. I like just a something vague like a curse. You don't need you don't need a real explanation for the paranormal. Yeah, I know. Like sometimes it's just cooler if something's like haunted or that's like oh that's a the cursed place or something. You don't yeah. go there. Um yeah, I agree. So uh then we we also another character that's introduced is this uh young woman named Beverly Marsh. So she goes to school with them, she befriends them, um and there's this is also a, an orphan named Mike. Uh, who also starts hanging out with them. So they're all hanging out and building a friendship. And we get a lot of good like banter between them. I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Wolfhard? Finn? Finn Wolfhard? Yeah. Richie. Yeah. Richie. I, I loved uh, the banter he had with uh, Eddie the whole time. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, He's a he was just kind of like a smart-ass, foul-mouthed yeah. kid the whole time. And his some of his lines were pretty good. Yeah, they're all like your mom jokes and stuff. Yeah. Good. Good. And I, I guess a lot of that was improvised. Really? Yeah, which is super impressive. Like, how are these kids coming up? These brains? That's really impressive, if so. Yeah. Not good for them. Um, so, while they're all building this friendship, uh, a lot of them start having, like, these scary encounters uh, with Pennywise the clown. Like, one sees uh, a headless body running through the library. Uh, another one sees, like, this painting um, of a woman with a crooked face, like, come out of the painting um another one uh sees like images of like a, f a burning family trying to get out of somewhere so they're all kind of seeing these scary things uh any of these sequences jump out to you and they're all kind of catered to their own personal fears mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I like that part. Um, I don't know. I thought they were all pretty good. You know, the first time I saw this movie, I felt like they were kind of almost running through a checklist. Like it got monotonous of just like, yeah. okay, now we have to have a scene where this kid gets scared and encounters it. And then this kid encounters Pennywise. And there's a lot of characters. So I felt like it was getting a little monotonous, but I did not yeah. feel that way at all this time. I thought it was actually pretty well weaved into the narrative. Yeah, I felt the same way too. The first time you saw this, was it in theaters? No, it was it was on VOD. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember feeling similarly when, when I was watching it the first time. Like, yeah, it just felt like everyone you had to get a good scare in. Um, yeah. But this time I kind of appreciated it more. And you kind of like were able to see like all the variations that they took to make these scares. Because I, I didn't feel like they were very repetitive this time. Yeah. And I think my favorite one might have been Eddie's who sees the leper outside the haunted house. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Because, yeah, Eddie's kind of a... Uh, Oh, I'm missing the word right now. A germaphobe kind of thing? Yeah, he's a bit of a germaphobe and a, uh, uh, there's a word when you like think you're sick all the time, even though you're not. Hypochondriac? There you go. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with my brain tonight. I think the yeah. word's child's play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but dude, um, Eddie's mom has not proven, but theoretically it looks like she has Munchausen syndrome. Do you remember oh. that phrase that you brought up <laughs> from Midsummer? Uh, Midsummer episode? Yeah. Munchausen? <laughs> yeah. 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 So Munchausen is the name of a short film by Ari Aster where a mom is poisoning her son who's gonna go to away go away to college, I think. Oh yeah. Totally Eddie's So it's mom a condition where a caregiver creates the appearance of health problems in another person, typically wow. their child. And that's what Eddie's mom does to him is that what the woman in misery kind of does um hmm uh no i guess yeah she yeah that was yeah that's a little bit of a jump yeah because i i guess he he was actually like sick and like or or had broken bones and stuff yeah yeah okay all right uh yeah you know i think my favorite sequence in this was uh the one with billy in the basement where he thinks he sees his brother George, and then um, Pennywise, like the clown, is like in the water, like in chasing him. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. So eventually, they talk, and they all realize they're being haunted by the same entity, and they figure out that it must be living in this old abandoned house where the town's uh, wells used to be. Like there used to be a central point that uh, all the wells connect, or all the sewers connected to. It was like this well in the town. So they go to this house. And they're confronted by the clown, and they're they're each kind of like split up and put in these rooms where scary things start happening to them. Um, but eventually, they end up in the kitchen battling the clown, and one of them is able to stab it through the head, and the clown runs away. Um, which I, th- I thought was a pretty intense battle scene. Yeah, they had a lot of good showdowns. They're very gritty. Yeah, yeah, each of them, and uh, that scene where I guess is this an iconic scene—the one where. Uh, he comes down like from upstairs to downstairs and he's like, he comes out of the fridge or something, the clown. Oh yeah. Yeah. Eddie like falls from the upper level of the haunted house into the bottom level. And he like looks up and Pennywise comes out of this refrigerator. He's like all crunched up into this refrigerator. Yeah. All mangled up and stuff. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so then, um, the kids get into a brief fight, you know, because they don't want to be doing this and there's like a brief, uh, 
uh, split where they all kind of you know call it a day and and uh, you know uh, yeah just head to their separate ways. Um, a few weeks later, Beverly gets abducted though when she's at home after her dad kind of attacks her. Um, she gets taken away by it, uh, which is the name of the of the clown or the entity. So then the group gets together to go save her, and they go back to this house. Uh, they climb down the well. This bully chases them, uh, but they manage to push him down the well to his death. Brian, do you think uh, he died, or is he coming back? I would think that he died. Hmm. This interesting. They didn't. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's like a. I feel like that's a Stephen King trope: a bully with a switchblade. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I've seen that before. Uh, yeah, and, and this bully, like, uh, we, we've seen him throughout the movie just uh, going after each of the kids. He's, like, uh, he's like next-level bully. He's, like, cutting into them. His dad's, like, an, an abusive cop, and uh, he just, like, has no limits. Yeah, he's, like, a future serial killer. Yeah, totally. So he gets pushed down the well, and we think he died, but we'll find out in a few weeks. Um, the kids all go into the well and, uh, they find Beverly in the process. They get split up again and, and one of them kind of gets attacked. Um, but they find Beverly and, uh, she's in this catatonic state. Ben kisses her and it brings her back to life. Uh, they end up attacking, uh, the clown and they drive it back into the sewer. And, and I think the clown is telling, I think they figured out now that the clown feeds off of their fears because you know they uh, each time they get attacked, it's something personal to their what they're scared of. Um, so they fight it and they drive it back into the sewer. And then the movie ends with the kids making a pact to each other that if this ever comes back to haunt this town, they'll come back here. And then there's a scene where Bill kisses Beverly before uh, she goes away, and, and I, th- I think she's moving away at the end. And she smears blood all over his face. Oh, does she? <laughs> Yeah, they all well. They've all like cut their hands for this pact, and she. I remember being just like kind of struck by that the first time I saw it. She like grabs his face with her bloody hand, and he's just got blood all over oh, his face God. after they kiss. Yeah, that's a way to leave someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that whole scene where like they're they're cutting their hands up. Do you ever make a blood pact with someone? Uh, I have not. Have you? I haven't either. But I feel like I see it in movies all the time. I guess we just weren't yeah. back at our friends growing up. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a thing little boys are supposed to do. I can't remember. There there may have been a time where we, like, poked ourselves and signed something in blood, but probably mm. not. Yeah, I missed out on that whole thing. You think it's too late to start now? <laughs> We're a little old for it. <laughs> Next time I see you, I think we should do a blood handshake. Yeah, you're going to be getting something in the mail here in a second. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what, what were your thoughts? What did you like about this movie, and what didn't you like? You know, man, I went into this movie thinking the first time I saw it, I remembered liking it, but not liking it maybe as much as the rest of the world seemed to. Mm -hmm. And I saw the runtime as I was going into it, and I was like, oh, man, I really want to like this movie, but I feel like I'm going to like it but not be overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Um, But I loved it. I thought it was legit scary. And there's a lot of powerful emotional stuff, good relationships, good character development. Like, you feel like you know all the characters pretty well, even though there's like six of them. Right. Um, And I remembered feeling like it was a little gimmicky, some of the scares. But upon rewatching it, I think they varied it up quite a bit. Like, 
Pennywise did a lot of different things. He was a leper. He was that woman in the painting. At one point, he came out of their um, like projector screen thing, whatever you yeah. call those screens that you pull down for the rege- projector, and he was gigantic and like thudding around the room. Right. Um, yeah, there was like a lot of variety in his act. Yeah, because he basically could just do all these different sorts of illusions to cater to their fears. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved it, man. And there's a lot of powerful stuff between, um, what was it, Billy and his little brother Georgie, who was who was killed at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, a lot of heart there. Like when they're about to, they're all terrified to walk into the haunted house at the end, and he says, "Walking into this house is easier than walking into my own." Talking about like how hard it is to come home every day, and Georgie's gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was funny, like you said, that that kid had a lot of lines and. <laughs> Yeah. Just some of the stuff that Pennywise did was kind of funny too, like the way he fucked with them. Like that point where in the haunted house there's three doors, they have to go into one of them and they're labeled as scary, not scary at all, very scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel like the, the scares were like kind of like how you would like troll a bunch of young kids you're just trying to scare. Uh, yeah. It kind of felt like that. Yeah. He, he's really messing with them and there's a little bit of humor to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about you, man? No, it's really interesting to say that because I felt the exact same way. Like this movie came out, critics loved it. I remember going to see it in theaters, like maybe opening weekend or the weekend after, and I just like felt so bored by it. Like it was just Stranger Things in a film, and there wasn't like anything special or new like that they were doing. It was just really throwback and whatever. And I didn't think it was that scary. And a lot of this movie takes place in the daytime, which is uh, surprising. But um, I think that kind of waters down some of the scares, or at least that's how I felt before. Um, but yeah, this time watching it, like I just, uh, it resonated with me a lot more. Uh, I think I appreciate a lot of the, the scares, like, as you said, like the, you know, how he's like showing up every time. Um, I also thought like maybe one scare I didn't notice the first time watching it though, but the adults in this movie are like pretty scary with like how apathetic they are and how these yeah. kids are kind of oh, like yeah. on their own trying to battle this monster and like trying to navigate this world on their own while like these parents in this town or the adults just kind of like don't care don't even like pay attention that part just stuck out a bit more in this watch right and Bev's dad's basically a pedophile oh yeah right straight up yeah and you kind of see like all these kids in as like a victim of and and, yeah this time like you know that I feel like the scare wasn't so much on Pennywise but this town and like these kids and the environment they're growing up in where uh they don't have like um you know people who have their back uh yeah like like her, her dad uh you know even the bully like you see his vulnerability because his dad's that sheriff who's like kind of beating up on him um or how like even the main char- character billy he's like still trying to go after georgie or like feel like he's alive but he gets yelled at by his dad for doing that um and yeah like you said the mom as well like keeping her son on placebo so that he thinks he's sick um you kind of start to see like the how like their role in this whole thing yeah yeah for sure yeah, I, I like that. I I always like that when the movie, a scary movie, is kind of about the kids facing something that the adults don't quite understand. Yeah, right. And I, that's kind of the genius of the story is like uh, it's 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 just like what they're scared of. And uh, I I don't know. Like, what, what do you, what do you think Stephen King's like trying to state with this? Like, is it is it that these kids like have these fears and when they come together they can like ban against it? Is that like the moral of the story? I think I read a quote from the book that was like growing up is learning how to live and getting old is learning how to die. Mm-hmm. 
and I think it was just yeah a lot of coming of age type stuff and dealing with death and and dealing with the stuff that is really hard as a kid like you look back on your time and think of it as so easy your time as a kid and then you remember how hard it is to be bullied or just to interact or to have a crush or or whatever yeah yeah yeah, and these kids did a really good job of kind of like bringing back those those feelings. I think they captured it really well. Yeah, and they're good good actors, all of them. Yeah, good actors, and and you're right. Like another another film with like so many characters, like you could have easily had some throwaway uh, characters going on, but they kind of they try to give like each of them like a narrative and, and a storyline and a personality, which I appreciated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me too. Um. What, uh, yeah, I, it kind of makes me nervous because I, I wonder where the second one is going to go. Like, so I know the book, it gets into like some other dimensions and, and, uh, I don't know, is, is there like a turtle or something like a magic turtle someone talks to? <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. I don't remember I, that from the mini series, but it doesn't mean it's not there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see like how that movie ties to this one, like from those like similar themes around, uh. Like parenting, growing up in a small town, uh, banding together as kids, uh, bullying, and all that kind of stuff. Like if that's if those elements still hold up. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, it's the same writer, the same director. Yeah. Um, and I really like Jessica Chastain and Bill Hader, so I'm excited to see them. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good cast. Although um, we know that Gary Dauberman didn't do a great job writing The Nun, so hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully this next movie will be it caliber and not the non caliber. Yeah, seriously. He's got Hopefully he took some notes this time around. Um Yeah. Hey, uh anything you thought this could, that could have been better than this one? Um you know the only one thing that slightly bothered me was the um I didn't like when Pennywise approached and was just like this weird twitchy motion thing that got like choppily closer to the camera. Mhm. Uh, I don't know why I just don't like that twitchy motion thing. Although, um, I feel like the first time I saw that was in House of Haunted House on Haunted Hill from 1999. Yeah, and I feel like I need to research this. I may have seen a headline about this from like one of the horror websites, but I feel like that movie had a, a pretty strong influence over the 2000s paranormal movies. Maybe not, oh, wow. and maybe there was other stuff that did that first. But yeah. And I'd have to see that movie again. I know that movie was panned, but a lot of the aesthetic of it is, I see in in other movies. Yeah, you're talking about like when he's like running up to like a character, how like uh, it kind of like almost goes in fast motion or something. Yeah, like the um, one of the most prominent times is that scare you were talking about, where Billy yeah. goes down the basement and sees Georgie and Pennywise pops up and he's far away, and then he just starts like scrambling towards Bill, but it's not. It's not real motion. It's not real yeah. time motion. It's, yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure. I've seen that too many places. I I thought that was a weird effect. Um, but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's it's just borrowing from uh, House of Horror. That's like yeah, and I mean it's not. There's plenty of other movies to do it, so I can't say if if House on Haunted Hill was the source, but oh, House but on yeah, Haunted Hill I, from 1957. From 1999. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Did I say House on Horror Hill before? I, my my brain is gone tonight for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you said Jurassic Park. <laughs> Child's Play. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's that was something that bugged me the first time around, but it was only a very minor complaint this time. And I also thought the runtime 
was long on paper, but I I didn't feel like it was long at, at yeah my actual viewing. How about you? What 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 flaws were there for you? Uh, no, I, I agree with you. Like on, on paper, it seems long, but it wasn't like Ari Aster long. Like like in his hands, yeah, this would have been a lot different. <laughs> Uh, yeah, though I don't, I couldn't think of uh, too many. The the one thing, the, the whole thing being shot in daylight, I was wondering what the uh, significance of that is, and maybe it's just like that's when, as a kid, you're able to hang out with your friends, and most of your stuff happens. Um, but I, I feel like it could have been scarier if these were like nighttime horror sequences. Um, did you find that odd at all? I didn't even think about that. I actually kind of like the daytime scares. Sometimes the nighttime horror stuff just gets so dark. Yeah. Part of my problem might be that I'm always watching stuff on my computer and the screen's probably not great for the, the dark oh, yeah. darks, but sometimes I just like can't even see in those type of sequences and I'm like, what's actually happening? Yeah, yeah. I hate that feeling in a horror film. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, shining a flashlight at the screen, trying to see what's going on. Yeah, you're like angling my screen differently. Be like. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of times it's done just to hide the... Uh, Hide the seams, essentially, or whatever sure. you want to call it. Hide the flaws. Right, yeah, the effects or anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, well, yeah, how, how many uh, bloody-filled uh, bathrooms, or bathrooms filled with blood would you give this one? I give it five blood-filled bathrooms. Wow, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, I loved it. I think it's a, a new favorite for me. Yeah, I think I'm right up there with you. I mean, it's just so weird that the first time we saw this, we both were kind of... Uh, less excited about it, but on second watch, it was like way better. Yeah, did you see it in the theater? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just because like everyone was losing their shit over it, so maybe it was a little bit of a just backlash. Yeah, maybe it was just overhyped. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped for the the sequel. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think the hype was justified. This is a a great movie. Agreed. All right. Anything else? That's it. Well, that's it for our discussion on IT, Chapter 1. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That'll help other people find our show, and we always appreciate the love. If you want to join the discussion, you can find our social links on our website, horrormovieclub.com, or you can shoot us an email at podcast at horrormovieclub.com. We'll announce next, week, next week's movie on Facebook and Twitter in case you want to watch it before the next episode. Our logo is done by Amy Mae Popart, so check her out on Etsy.com. And until next time, if you got a mess in the bathroom you're trying to clean up, uh, call your friends over, but don't tell them what it's for. Mm-hmm.